How will the world meet growing energy demand while reducing emissions? What technology, human capital, policy, and education is needed to making the energy transition a reality? What are the myths and hard truths about all forms of energy, our environment, and our economy? The Voices of Energy sets out to explore these questions with the people at the heart of making these changes a reality. We'll go from conversation to application by focusing on actionable strategies that will drive the world and our industry into a new era. I'm Katie Maynard, founder and CEO of Ally Energy, and this is the Voices of Energy. Nicolette DiMaggio is the author and founder of Stock Explore. She writes stories to inspire the next generation of investors. Nicolette received her BS in finance from Siena College and is currently an equity research associate for Willis Towers Watson. Her day job consists of meeting with some of the most brilliant investment minds today covering U.S. equity. Welcome, Nicolette, to the Voices of Energy. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. It's so exciting. So brilliant investment minds. I hope when when we say that, we mean um, lots of women. Tell me a little bit about your industry. You know, I'm not a finance person. I play stocks. Obviously, I'm an investor, but uh, it's not the most diverse industry. Tell me more about that. How did you get started? No, it's definitely not. I got started in private wealth management. So that's more so the financial planning side of finance And you do see an uptick in women on that side of the business. There's about 30% of financial advisors are women, still a low percentage, but it's much higher than equity research where less than 10% of portfolio managers are women. And I shifted into research. I was in my senior year of college when I took my first financial statement analysis class. And it's where I realized that was my dream job but it took me a while. It took me about two years after graduating till I landed my first full-time job in equity research at Willis Towers Watson, where I'm really lucky because it's a firm that encourages innovation and diversity, and that's not very prevalent in the industry today. Wow. Well, that's exciting. So so are you in New York? Is that, you know, how does one get into the investment business, into the equity research business? Do you have to actually live in New York? I mean, I know that's kind of the heart of, of capitalism, right? New York City. You obviously went to, you know, Siena. Where do you live? I currently live in Stanford, Connecticut. So I'm also right outside the city, a quick train ride away. But you don't have to live in this area to be in equity research. There's firms all across America and all across the world that you can join to do this job. Awesome. Well, so today I'm excited to have you because I saw somewhere, I think it was Twitter or LinkedIn. I don't know where it was. It was some social media site. You are the author of the book Stock Explore, which is a finance book for kids. What inspired you to to put together a children's book? I think it really dates back. I've always enjoyed writing. That's step one. Even when I was in fourth grade, my essay on Skittles reducing test anxiety was published in the journal news. And then it was later published in the New York Times. So from a young age of 10 years old, I enjoyed writing. I just didn't realize it would snowball into a book till much later in my life. What inspired me the most, I would have to say, are my female 
friends and family members because they were the ones increasingly asking me questions about investing. Wow. Um, well, I got a copy of the book and I'm excited because my daughter, Allie, little does she know, she has a little nest egg that we've been building for her. I, I didn't have one of those um, growing up. So uh, hopefully she'll, uh, she'll, she'll invest it wisely when it becomes when it, when it becomes hers. So, you know, this book is really the first of its kind. It tells a, a story of a young girl named Elle who learns about the five principles of financial literacy. Can you tell us a little bit more about Elle's journey in the book and how you were able to take these very complex concepts? I mean, you're talking, by the way, to a 45-year-old woman who's still trying to learn um, finance. I, I didn't flunk it, but it was not my, my favorite topic in college. Um, how are you able to make it so simple in this kind of format for children? You're not the only one. A lot of people struggle with this topic um, of all ages. I first wanted to make sure that it was an exploration because we're constantly looking to explore and try new things. The first step in my writing process was the fact that we all know the things we like. We know the clothes we like to wear. We know the food we like to eat. And at the end of the day, we know the brands that we like. That was step one, was making the story relatable in a good fashion. The second thing is Ellie is a spunky seven-year-old little girl. So I didn't want to lose her competitive spirit and drive because at the end of the day, you want your stock and the company you're holding to be competitive. That's awesome. Okay, so the five principles, what are those five principles? Tell us about those. Yeah, so the five principles and her five superpowers are otherwise known as Porter's Five Forces. And if you've ever taken an economics class in college, you learn Porter's Five Forces then, but they're introduced to you in college. The five forces are the threat of new entrants, rivalry among competitors, bargaining power of suppliers, bargaining power of buyers, and the threat of substitution. So I wanted to take all five of those and relate them to things kids do every day. So give an example. Let's walk through one of these. What's your favorite? Ooh, I think my favorite is the threat of substitution because I relate it most to, and part of the story is based on my own personal experiences that I drew from, was being a little girl on the soccer team. And I always, you know, I was very competitive, you know, like many kids, you want to win in, in sports, you want to score the final goal. And I remember a new kid joining the team and I was like, oh no, they're going to steal my thunder. They're going to steal my shine. And that's what happens with companies. Companies are consistently trying to improve because they don't want anybody ever stealing their shine. That's great. So the mission with the book is to teach that financial literacy at a young age and build more diversity in finance. You know, at here at Ally, we have a similar mission to create a diverse workforce in energy. And I think energy and finance alike get a bad rap for lagging behind on the representation of women and minorities compared to other industries. Do you agree? And why do you think this is? I agree. And from my own personal experience in the finance industry, I think we need more visible role models at the top of industries. I remember going to my first professional conference ever and I was beyond excited, but I entered the room disappointed because out of 20 speakers, only two were female and one was a minority. At the end of the conference, one of the speakers came up to me and I remember her distinctly saying to me, 
I'm glad you're here because even in the audience, there is very few females sitting in the seats. And that went a long way. And I just think we need more of that. And we can do a lot better. Like I said earlier, less than 10% of portfolio managers are women. That means over 90% of the world's assets are managed by one gender. Well, and over 95% of the world's energy is managed by one gender. And I, I would agree with you, you know, we need more diversity. And it's not so much about one gender over another gender. Um, as you know, more diversity generates better output, generates better financial results. And my belief is that our environment and the sustainability of companies and our economy tend to perform better over time if we really truly harness the full talent that we have available to us. And so that's why I think it's that we live in such an important time to be educating around these concepts. You know, my daughter is 10. Do you have children yet? No, I don't have children yet, but hopefully one day. Yeah. So I'm hoping so. Um, I get that question a lot, actually. When my book first launched, somebody reached out to me and asked me to join a mom's networking group. And I was so honored and flattered. But at the same time, I was like, I'm not there yet. Not at all. <laughs> but I think that kind of is in line and in theme and in step with the notion that you, you know, in so many ways, when that woman came to you at that conference and said, I'm glad to you know, that you're here, your book, at least for me, was a way for me to give that book to my child and say, here's someone who's a role model, you know, um, I'd like to hope that I can get my child to get into the energy industry. Uh, last night, she was super excited. We went to a clean energy ball where Billy Eilish, Eilish, sorry, I'm not up on who's who these days. She was so excited the whole way I could get her to come to this thing and to learn about energy was because one of her favorite people were going to be there. But, you know, kids, you're right. Kids need to have role models and they need to be able to see themselves right in these jobs. So, okay, let's, let's, I got another question for you, you know, with shareholder activism being a big trend right now, do you think younger generations more involved in the stock market will influence climate action and other big social actions? Yes, I think that's an excellent question, Katie, because millennial and Gen Z investors, I find, are more conscious of the impacts around climate and climate-related investment risks. So I'm still learning, admittedly. I work with some brilliant people at Willis Towers Watson who focus on that, but it is a big topic, and especially now, not, not to make it political, but with Joe Biden in office and the Paris Agreement being signed, I think that, you know, we're going to see a big shift and a lot of progress. Yeah, that's okay. You don't have to be, uh, you don't have to say you're political. I think most people would agree that re-entry, because um, we were once a part of the Paris Accord, re-entry is, is a good thing for America. So, okay, so I'm really curious because, you know, I'm, I'm excited. We're, we're in um, capital raise mode here at Ally. You funded your book through Kickstarter, right? So tell me more about that. Um, what was that process like? And what advice do you have for folks out there who have a great idea, who want to get their uh, idea funded? 
Of course, that's a great question. I was beyond excited to launch my first Kickstarter back in September of last year. And I'm beyond grateful for our early supporters, but nobody tells you how stressful launching a Kickstarter is. And I'm sure you know from having your own firm and trying to get funding, it's a very stressful situation where you're like, I need to reach this and I'm not sure if we're going to get there and you have a specific timeline, but I highly encourage anybody who has an idea to just do it and run with it because you never know where that idea is going to take you and who it's going to help. I kept Stock Explore to myself for two years and it wasn't until the beginning of last year where I said to myself, I'm being extremely selfish by not sharing this with other people because a little girl can pick this up and be inspired. So it was a great experience. I received tremendous support and we raised 120% of our stated goal. And at the end of last year, we distributed over a thousand books, half of which we were able to donate to kids in need, which I felt was really important to do because it's not just about the kids who can afford the book. It's also about the kids out there who can't necessarily afford it. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, so where can people buy Stock Explore? You can buy Stock Explore at www.stock-explore.com or we're also available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Excellent. Well, Nicolette, it's been amazing to spend today with you talking about your book, talking about finance, talking about equities and all the wonderful work that you are doing. Thanks for joining us on the Voices of Energy today. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. I really appreciate it. And just before we end, if I could just add one more thing, I would like to say that stocks are an exploration. I didn't say this earlier, but anybody is capable of exploring stocks and we can all relate to them because we come into, stock, into contact with stocks every day. Awesome. Well, great, Nicolette. Wonderful to have you um, on the Voices of Energy today. And everyone check out Nicolette's book and also connect with Nicolette on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Katie.